You're listening to the Life Center Church Podcast. One more, Emily. You saw that little Bueller, Sayonara? Well, she's leaving us. So, Emily and Ruben, would you come? She had warned us ahead of time that school was calling her. She wanted to finish a degree. And sometimes we can't all be fortunate like I was and go right from high school to college and graduate school. Sometimes you take little detours. My wife took one about 30 years worth <laughs> before she finished her degree, but you're not waiting that long. And, and they felt back when Pastor Michael announced that he was going to be start planting a church, they want to be a part of that as well. So we want to honor you and thank you for, for your, your time with us. You've blessed us in many ways. And Reuben, you don't come along just for the ride. They... they they have meant a lot to us over the last three years, so we want to pray over them. And we've done this before. We send them out well, right? Not 
kick, but with, a, with an embrace. Amen? Amen. So stretch your hand out for these wonderful people. And Lord, I thank you for the Martinez. I thank you for the, what they've invested into Life Center. And I pray, God, that you'll use them. I pray that you'll make a way for, for Emily and, and that every class she takes, she'll, she'll, she'll be the best student in that class. You'll help her juggle things, Lord, because uh, class and, and homework and all those things can, can take a good part of life. So you, you got you just guide her through every step. I pray that you'll help Reuben provide and, and that together they would not only build their home, their family, but continue to be used by the Lord who's called them to great things. May they be a blessing to, to the home church there in, in Silver Lake. May they, I know they will be, but God, just may they be an extra special blessing as a church starts and launches. And God, we just thank you again for giving them to us for these three years. Use them and, and just anoint them for that which lies ahead. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you both. We love you. You're not starting it until a year from now, so the doors are op always open here at Life Center, right? Amen. I hope you know that. Amen? Amen. You know why that big amen? I heard it back there. And Brother Michael, uh, he may not be the face on that, but he'll be the cameraman and editor of that thing. So uh, if, if you got a nice face and a good voice, he might be asking you to join him up, uh, uh, with the, the announcement up there. Annie, you got a job. <laughs> and, and then Beth, Beth Moss will step up and help us with, with the other graphics and other things. So uh, we, we got it. We got it. God always makes a way, right? Always brings us good talented people as well. And so praise the Lord. It's good to see you. Uh, this crowd, among above any other group in our church, takes more vacations. Look around. Yeah, they've taken their vacation, and some are leaving this week. You know, I, I know that. I, they, at least they're good enough to tell me. But there's uh, several families that are gone right now on vacation, and so it, it shows this morning. But that's okay. Amen? We're here. Right? You're here. I'm here. Praise God. Be in prayer with us this week. Actually, before I get started, I, we need to pray. Uh, Brother Mel Kennedy gave me this little note, and he said, please have the church pray, Pastor. His mama, Betty, uh, is, uh, has been a past member of Life Center. She's in hospice care right now, and, and standing upon her faith and looking forward to going home to Jesus. Also, his brother Gerald is also in hospice care, and his time is near, too. So we've got two dear family members that are hurting. He says, please pray for all our family at this very stressful time. So can we pray for the Kennedy family right now? Father God, I just thank you that we can come before you in the name of Jesus for the Kennedys. God, they're, they're always so willing to serve in this church. They, even the extended family, they, they've been all a blessing to this body. And, and so I pray for, 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 for Mel's mama and his brother. Lord, I pray that you would be with by their side and, 
You'd lift them up, Lord God. Grant them peace. And, and I know, Lord God, that Betty has, has a long history of faith in you, and, and she, she's not going to be denied. Heaven's got, the gates will open wide for her. So, God, both for Betty and for Gerald, be there along their side. Let peace reign in that home. Let there not be confusion or, or doubt, but the, the gentle peace of the Lord reign through it all. Grant strength where strength is needed, and we'll trust you for it for the most wonderful outcome. That these two will soon and very soon walk streets of gold. Hallelujah. And be totally whole forever and ever and ever. We praise you and thank you. Now as we go to the word, I pray you'll bless it. Lord, use me in this time. May we see the power and the, the wonder of the Lord our God has prepared an everlasting home for us. Those who trust in the Lord. Thank you for this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 20. Very familiar portion of Scripture to us all. The parable of the vineyard workers. We're going to continue to talk about heaven. We're going to welcome to heaven is the title. Starting at verse 1, we're going to read, uh, I know the outline says through 20, but I'll, I'll probably stop before then because it's quite lengthy. But start with me in verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work. At 9 o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to, the, to work in the vineyard. At noon and again, 3 o'clock, he did the same thing. At 5 o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again and saw some more people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been working today? They replied, because no one hired us. The landowner told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. When those hired at five o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more, but they too were paid a day's wage. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour, and yet you paid them just as much as you have paid us, who worked all day in the scorching heat. He answered one of them, Friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay the last worker the same as you. It is, is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind to others? So those who are last now will be first, and those who are first will be last. Praise the Lord. You know, as we enter it, how many have gone on vacation so far? How many went on a driving vacation or a place where you entered a new town? When you enter a new town, sometime, or you go into a new state, you, you might have done like so many other tourists before you. When you enter that, get to that sign, you get out of the car, you step in front of the sign, and someone takes your picture. Welcome to wherever. Right? 
glad because maybe if you've been on a driving tour, you've been going a long time and seen a lot of other signs, but you did not see that sign to your final destination. Right? Well, signs can be interesting, for example. Let me give you a few. Alright? In a, in a non-smoking area, a sign said this. It said, if, you are, if we see you smoking, we will assume you are on fire and take the appropriate measures. How about this one on the maternity room door? It said, push, push, push. Makes sense to me. I understand that one. In an optometrist office, it said this. If you don't see what you're looking for, you've come to the right place. You've come to the right place. How about this one at a car dealership? It said this. The best way to get back on your feet is to miss your car payments. And here is this one in front of a funeral home. This was posted. Drive carefully. We'll wait. Oh, signs are always interesting, right? Yeah, wherever we find them. The promise of Scripture, however, is that when a child of God passes from this world, we will be welcomed, welcomed into the world above. Hallelujah. Are you looking forward to that day? Are you welcome, looking forward to that? The sign is the word saying, welcome home, child of God. Hallelujah. I bet you are. I, be, I, want, I, be, I am, and I pray that you are. See, heaven's going to be the greatest place you could ever live. But we ask this question, what do you know about heaven? What do you know? One of the things about living in, in, in this world in this time today is that we have all the advantages that our forefathers never had. Think with me for a moment that many of our forefathers did not leave, live, or, or leave their home more than some, not more than fifty to a hundred miles from where they lived. I mean, most of us have gone a long way just to go see what's over there, right? You know, uh, if we wanted to go in those days, we have to go either walk. Or get, get on a horse or a mule or some buggy over some rough and rocky road. And, and I don't know about you, but that might deter me from going on the, those journeys because, you know, the backside can only take so much. Right? So, man, I don't want that rough ride, so I'm going to stay home. You know? Our forefathers never had the privileges we have today. I mean, we can get in a car and, and go for a ride. And, Wherever we turn around, that's where we turn around. And back in the days when we could afford gas, we'd go on long rides, right? Remember that? Yeah. Uh, we got airplanes, we got boats, we have uh, uh, buses, we have trains. We can we can go anywhere we want to in air-conditioned luxury, right? By the way, we went to Kenny's wedding yesterday, and, and you know what? I thank God for in this church. We got air conditioning. Amen, sister? Amen. That, that wedding, they couldn't get over fast enough. They didn't have the air on in that church. It just it was, it was not good. But it was a good wedding. But it was not a good situation, you know? But we can travel anywhere. 
whether it's summer or winter or in between, we want it colder, we want it warmer, we, it's a good thing. We can adjust the dial and it's comfort, right? Yeah. We can get on a plane today. Uh, actually, Pastor Tim, Julie, and Carol and I are going to get on one Tuesday and go to General Council in Orlando. If it weren't for the airlines changing our, our flights, times, we would be there in about four and a half hours. It says it's going to be about eight hours, but that's, that's the prerogative of the airlines, you know. After you buy your tickets, they change things on us. But anyway, we'll be there. I, I wouldn't want to get there by horse. Right? And some of you have been on missions trips with us, and you get on a plane, and, and they fly over the pole, and you're in, in, in Asia, or, 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 or Europe, or, or wherever, and, and it seems like just... You know, after you get there, I mean, 17 hours or so is a long time, right? Rather, Marius, again, to Romania. Uh, but once you get there, you say, man, I'm all the way over here, and it didn't take that long. It didn't take that long. What, what, a, what a glorious thing it is to live today. But we are at the same disadvantages of our forefathers when he talks about the kingdom of heaven. Why do I say that? Because we've never, we can't catch a plane to go there. And come back because you know, anytime you've gone on a trip, you always come back with pictures and, and videos and, and, and all kinds of descriptions of what you saw and what you did and how you experienced that. We have no one to tell us that. Can't do that. I found this quote it, last week was uh, the anniversary of our, 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 our moonshot to the, the uh, to the moon and all that. Yeah, I, I mean, I grew up in, in, in that time when we were glued to the black and white TV watching the, the, all that stuff take place. Do you, do you, do you know this? 32 million Americans still believe that was just a hoax this, this played out by Hollywood. 32 million people in America still think that was just made up. But back then, the, the Soviets, Soviet Union, had sent their, their astronauts up first, if you remember the story, right? And you remember one of the big quotes they sent out to all the world, our cosmonauts went out into space and they looked for God and they came back and said, no, didn't see him. So there must not be a God. You remember that? Well... John Glenn, one of our first astronauts, was quoted in answer to that, uh, in response to that. And this is what he said. My God is not so small that I would expect to see him in outer space. There's the difference. That's why we got to the moon and they didn't. Amen. <laughs> Did you, you know, I'll tell you another side story about that. You know what the first meal was on the moon? Set or broadcast that because they were afraid that, that Madeline O'Hare would sue NASA because he had already sued them for some other thing that had taken place, sued NASA, and they couldn't afford that to take place, so they didn't broadcast it. The first meal on the moon was communion. Isn't that something? Praise God for that. But we've never been able to talk to someone and say, I went there, and I'm coming back to tell you all about it. But we do have the Word of God, right? And the, so the Bible tells us some things about the kingdom of heaven. And so this morning, I want to just present two things from this parable. Number one is the kingdom of heaven is like a 
Look at verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. We all know what a landowner is, right? Someone who owns the land, right? The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. Let me say up front of this sermon, everything here on earth, everything that you know as earth, everything that you live on in earth, it all belongs to God. It, it all belongs to God. Let me set you at ease. You don't have to worry about it so much. It belongs to Him. That which is His, He'll take care of. Right? Yeah. It all belongs to God. Everything. Psalm, the psalmist said it in Psalm 50, verse 9 through 12. He says, God says this, But I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens, for all the animals of the forest are mine. And I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains and all the animals of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. He owns it all. God wants us to know he's a landowner. Your house, you pay the bill, but he owns it. Right? Think about that for a moment. There is only one true landowner, enough, even though your name may be on the title, it still all belongs to the Lord. Every foot of land on this earth belongs to Him. We, 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 we would be a mess if the Lord stuck up a sign that says simply this, no trespassing. Because we'd all be trespassing. Right? Yeah. Technically, we're all living on his land. Even though your name may be on the title, it's his. We all live on this land that belongs to God, and, and, and when we die, we're going to have to trust. Those of us who put our trust in Jesus, we're going to go to heaven, and we will live in his kingdom forever. Ooh, that's a long time. Amen? You know, when we're young, we think, when, when we're 40 years old, oh, Lord, that's, a, that's so far away. Now, some of you got getting up there to 40 and saying, man, that took, that was, and that, just yesterday I was a teenager. Yeah. And then those of us who are his 60s, I was just 40 years old just a few days ago. And those of you who hit 80, I said, I was just 65 yesterday. How come I'm 80 today? You know? Time goes so fast, doesn't it? It does. And one day we're going to go to heaven and we're going to be with the Lord in His kingdom forever. Hallelujah. Are you looking forward to that day? I pray you are. But there's only one way that opens up that door. That's through Jesus Christ. Notice I qualified that. Those who put their trust in Jesus Christ. Because without that, I don't care what the world says at their funerals. When somebody says, I've lived for the devil all my life. Or, or in other words, they, they'll say this, like, I live like hell. And you say, you say, Pastor, no. Hey, I had someone show me last week a, a card from a friend's family funeral. And it literally says something like this. I slid in sideways into the end. And I lived like hell. That's how they want to be remembered. That's the worldview. They're going to live like that and think they're going to get to heaven? I tell you, no. You put your trust in Jesus Christ. 
and the way has been paved for a kingdom that he has built for you and me and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The second thing I want you to hear is, is the kingdom of heaven is like a worker. Look at this. For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work. The kingdom of God is, of heaven is like a worker earning his wage. His wage. What do I mean? 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says this, So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Ever useless. The Lord wants us to know that we labor for Him. We are, if we labor for Him, we are going to get paid. We are going to get a reward. Here's the problem, though. A lot of people work and work and work, but they're not working for the Lord. There's a lot of things you can do for the Lord, even in this body, even in this church, and it doesn't have to be up front all the time. There's a lot of things I talked to you about. Uh, Emily, Emily may be up front, you know, up there for what three minutes, but most of what she does to bless us is is behind the scenes. There's people who do things. Uh, uh, we have our whole uh, uh, hot meal ministry that's getting going to be meet in a week or so, right? And there's a lady we prayed for, Phyllis Goodrich, and she did not cook the meal. She did not set it up. She did not do all those things. You know what she did? She went around the tables and talked to people. And she prayed for people. And people came to Jesus because of her love shown around that table. That's all she did. But she was doing it unto She's in the convalescent home right now. She's still talking to people about Jesus. As long as the Lord can put breath in her lungs, she's talking and living for Jesus. But that's her struggle right now. She can't, her lungs do not fill up with air without the assistance of the oxygen. So we got a need in, in that ministry for somebody who can come and just sit with people and share Jesus around the table. Some of us can do that. Amen. Maybe yours is, is, is to come, be on the prayer chain or, or, or be an usher or, 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 or help out in youth ministry or kids ministry or, 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 or like Mel Kennedy. Mel Kennedy with his hands built these things and put these things together and, and, and nobody knows until I say that name, Mel Kennedy, that he did all this. But when you do it unto the Lord, Not so that you can fill your pockets with, with reward. But everything you do, one day, you'll get that paycheck. Let me talk more about that. The Lord wants to give us and wants us to know that we labor for Him. When we, when we labor for Him, we will get paid. It, it only makes sense, right? If you went to work, are you going to work this week and, 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 and maybe it's the 30th coming up and, and you say, oh boy, my check's coming in, hallelujah. And all the rest of you say, the first is coming, my check's coming in. Or the 15th or whenever you're 
Because if you go to work, you expect to get paid, right? How many go to work and say, I don't care, you don't need to pay me? <laughs> Nobody, right? Nobody. We will get paid in heaven because of our gracious landowner. Now, he is gracious. One of the good things about, about the, the way God pays everyone is that people will get exactly what is due them. serving in the God's kingdom? Am I smiling for people that deserve a smile? Am I telling people about Jesus? Am I living for Him outside of this church when nobody in my church family is there, but, but people need Jesus out there? Am I responding like a child of God in a place where nobody responds like a child of God? In the business place, in the marketplace, in the situations where everybody's losing their mind, and you, with the grace and the Sovereignness of the God giving you wisdom and guidance to lead and direct and to give the answer that people are looking for and needing. See, we can serve the Lord in so many ways in so many places, but we're doing it unto Him. Amen. And we don't go home and say, Oh, one more for you, God. We don't do that. We just do that because that's who we are and whose we are. Amen. And one day it's going to happen. One day we're going to get rewarded. Let me see if I illustrate this a little bit. There's a man who, small, small farmer who lived in a small country town. And the local authorities were coming, came out because they heard he was not paying his hired help very well. So the agent came to him and started to interview this old farmer. And he said to him, you, you, you just give me a list of your employees and tell me how much you pay them. Farmer said, All right. I have a hired man, been with me three years. I pay him six hundred a week plus room and board. And I have a cook. She, she, she cooks for me, she's been with me six months, and she gets five hundred a week and room and board. Anybody else? The agent asks. Anybody? As he's scribbling his notes. Oh yeah, the farmer said. There's a halfway here. Works about 18 hours a day. I pay him $10 a week and all the chewing tobacco he can handle. Aha! roared the agent. I want to talk to that halfwit. The farmer said, You've been talking to him for the last half hour. You have businesses know. Sometimes you're the last one to get paid, right? In this life, the salaries people receive may not always be fair. I, I love professional sports, but sometimes I wonder, how, how can that guy who gets up one time make more money than I make in a year? You know? Or that actor that makes one movie and he makes more than I will ever see in my lifetime. Is that fair? No, that's not fair. I mean, but the Lord pays the workers in his kingdom, and he pays the pay that we will get when we get into his kingdom will be better than you've ever imagined. Hallelujah. Oh, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Won't it? Yes. I don't 
don't care how much you've done, how much you've given, how much you struggle for the sake of the Lord, it will be worth it all. Pastor, what does that mean? It's more than you can imagine. Better than you expect. Why? Because he's a loving God. He's a gracious redeemer. Hallelujah. Look, look, look at 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, That is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love him? Then he's got something extraordinary planned for you. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4.17 and 18 says this, For our present troubles are small, and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that are that are, cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Forever. Our eternal payoff is going to be Worth it all. Worth it all, right? What, what, better than what we've ever done or what we've ever had to sacrifice. And let's be honest, some of you have sacrificed a lot. And sometimes you get a little prideful and you say, but nobody notices. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He sees everything you do for him. He also takes up note of the things you should have done for him and didn't. A preacher by the name of Dr. W.J. Dawson once visited with another preacher by the name of Joseph Parker in Parker's garden. And they got to talk and then Dawson told Parker that he intended to go and visit the Holy Land sometime in the future. Parker waved his hand up in the sky, and he said, my holy land is there. My holy land is there. Where? In the presence of my God. Amen? You know, some of you have the great privilege of, of going to what we know as the holy land. You know, and you come back with great stories. I personally have never gone to the Holy Land. I hope to. As a matter of fact, when I go to General Council, I have a meeting with one of our professors from Vanguard, and he and I have been talking about meeting with the, 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 the there's, a, there's an organization with the Assemblies of God uh, that does Holy Land tours. Because if I'm going to go and take any of you, I want to do it with people who have been there and know to tell you all the, all the stuff you need to know when you go. Right? So if it all works out, maybe we'll get to hold the Holy Land next year. So start putting your money away. But here's the thing. If I never get to go, one day I'll walk on the streets of the holiest land of all. Amen? <laughs> you and I will may not get on a plane and go into the, the, the Mediterranean and, 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 and see the places where Jesus walked and, and where he stood and, and gave his, his parables or, or, or the tomb where, where they say he was buried and rose from the dead. We'll not get up on Golgotha's hill. Maybe we'll never see that, but one day we will get on the shores of heaven, hallelujah, that he is
preparing for you and I for all time, for, for us to experience for all time. Glory to God. And that's all exactly how I feel. Don't get me wrong. If I get the chance to go to the Holy Land, I'm going to go. And I'll take you with me if I can. I mean, think about it. Walk where Jesus walked. Think about it. But when it's all said and done, I, I may never get to go. But it's because of the great, gracious God that we love, that we serve, that we look forward to seeing again. Because he's gracious. Because he's loving. Because he's caring. He has prepared a place for you and I who put our trust in Jesus Christ that will be better than any place we have ever planned a vacation to go to. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because of his grace, wonderful grace, we sang about it earlier. His grace allows us to experience so much. So make heaven your goal in this life. Right? You're not living, if you're young, you're not living to just be a college graduate or just be a, a, a married person or just be a mom or dad. You're living for eternity. To touch other lives and bring them along with you. Because there's no better place, no better situation than, the, than to live in eternity. You know, we've had Linda serve at PASS, and she lived her 70-plus years. And I bet if, if on that last moment, if you asked her, if she was on this side of heaven and could see both sides, heaven or this earth, you'd say, this was hardly a long enough life, but it's over. Father, I thank you for your promises are true. Heaven awaits us. But not just us, but anyone and everyone. Because that, you know, sometimes, Lord, I, I look at that parable and I say, that's not fair that that person who worked only one hour would get the same blessing that I do, who, like so many of us, gave our, my heart and life to Jesus at a, a young age. And yet, and yet, Lord, and yet, I see on Golgotha's hill where the thief said, remember me. And in that last moment, he never had an opportunity to serve you, to, to, to work for you. But you said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. Lord, everyone's invited not everyone will get the reward, do they? Well, they will, but some will get little, some will get much. We'll all get heaven, those who put their trust in you. But Lord, I, I, I want that well done, good and faithful servant, Mark. 
want that for everyone within the sound of my voice, whether they're here or listening on the internet to my brothers and sisters in Kenya that give me an email every week. May we work for until there's no more time. Because we're doing good work for the kingdom of heaven here and forevermore. Hallelujah, Lord. But maybe there's somebody here that does not know the Lord. Father, maybe there's somebody here that, 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 that is not bound for heaven. So while every head is bowed and eye closed, maybe you're here and you're not right where you need to be with Jesus. You're not in a situation where you're pleased and life is not what you want it to be. Today is the day to change the course of your life. Today is the day to give your heart and life to Jesus. For now and forevermore. With your head bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around. If that's you, would you pass your pray for me? Would you lift your hand? Is there anybody? Thanks for joining us. For more information on Life Center Church and our ministries, visit lifecenterchurch.com.